Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Um, earlier this week, uh, Scott and I talked about Mount Rushmore of rock and roll. We've also talked a little bit Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So as a kind of bonus episode, I have um, my guys that I do another podcast with called How Many, where we are discussing this year's um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations and who we thought should have got in. This was recorded before they announced it. So here's a little bonus episode for you guys to hear. And uh, if you like how we sound, uh, go over and check out uh, how many and subscribe. Uh, We need the listeners Uh, for now. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. How many, how many, how many, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, what did I get up to? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of How Many, the only podcast on the internet that counts. I am one of your hosts, Jesse Jackson. Joining me today is Bob, Junior, Gary, and Scott. Tonight, we are talking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, first of all, how many of us have actually been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Raise your hands. Yeah, for all the podcasts. <laughs> yes, there's three of us. This is a, a visual uh, yes. media. Uh, so Gary raised his hand, Scott has raised his hand, and Jesse, you have raised your hand. Yes. So me and Bob are the only two poor people that couldn't afford to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in our lifetime. So, in, in fact, I will make the argument for Linda and I... It was the perfect vacation. We uh, we left Dallas. We drove up. We went to Kentucky. So was there a distillery somewhere? Yeah, exactly. Oh, say, we did. We went in. to Kentucky. This was the first trip. We went to Kentucky, uh, visited my father's grave site, did half the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, drove up to Cleveland, saw Bruce Springsteen perform. The next day Take went to yeah. Bourbon. Went the next day the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then we drove back down to. Kentucky finished the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and came home. Wait, you didn't do Canton while you were in Cleveland? No, we didn't. First, I know. Forty five minutes. I know. I'm really ticked afterwards, but it was yeah. So and then, if you were there on the first Monday of the month, you could have swung by for trade days. Yeah. I just, uh, I just said that. Did I not just say yeah. that? Do, isn't there trade days there, like the first Monday of the month? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll up. Yes. <laughs> Listen to the show a little bit. Did you just say that? Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it still funny? Like, just now. So, yes, um, it is It is amazing. It is a wonderful venue, uh, a lot of history. Um, the other, Nashville uh, has the Country Music Hall of Fame, which is another amazing. Yeah. But you highly recommend it. Gary, I, you recommend Rock and Roll? Yeah, it was good. Scott? I recommend it, too. I, I, there were parts of it that I, I looked at and kind of went, meh. I mean, there was... So the rap section... No, let me ask my question. I've got a question for you two since yeah. you've been there, and this may give them some insight. Yeah. Have either of you been 
to uh, the Stax Museum or to yeah, Sunrise. So, yeah, yeah, Sunrise. Yeah, no, I haven't. I, I want haven't. to. Yeah. Okay. Well, so when we went to Memphis, and I've been a couple of times because my mom's a huge Elvis fan, so I've been to Memphis quite a few times with her when I was younger, mm-hmm. and uh, had done the Stax Museum, which is yeah, better than Sun was, Records. That was greatness. We went and Sun Records. I've done both of them. They're both really good. I think Stax is better than the Rock and Roll. Wow. Okay. Well, then yeah. I'll have to do... Stax as far as going in, in all of the uh, memorabilia and the history and all that other mm-hmm. stuff... I thought it was better than the Rock and Roll. Do they have more plaques for me to read in the Rock and Roll? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and yeah, he makes that joke. But if you if you go with Junior to museum, he insists on reading every word on you. every plaque. Exactly. See, read, you you got to get your money's notices. Yeah, there's an entry fee. If there's a piece of paper on the floor, he picks it up and goes. I, I read it. my receipts a couple of times. I got in for free, so. Yeah. No, um, what is the admission to Rock and Hall of Fame? I don't remember. It wasn't very it wasn't expensive. expensive. No. Oh, okay, good. good. And then they had um, now, like the <laughs> the top floor to was a Grateful Crossroads. Dead exhibit. Yeah, you know, they they oh, changed so. routinely the special exhibit. It was the Grateful Dead, and I didn't care about that. But yeah. there's plenty of videos, yeah, a lot of stuff to watch. Over in his uh, yeah. yes. Jesse, how much time did you spend in the Springsteen section of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, uh, um, there was the first pop, there was a refractory period of about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, when we went, there actually was right after the 25th anniversary, so they were playing the film. So you sat and it's watched, the, watched, watched the whole thing of Bruce, the Bruce's segment. Yes. In the back corner shaking like a pink Yes, man. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Bruce. There is um, 2020. They have announced the finalists. We have a list, but I'll go through them. I'm going to list them once and then we'll discuss. So Pat Benatar, not gonna be popular. Dave Matthews Band, Depeche Mode, The Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Motorhead, Nine Inch Nails, The Notorious B.I.G., Rufus featuring uh, Todd Rundgren, Soundgarden, T-Rex, Thin Lizzy. So should we give some off-the-cuff how many's on each one of these? So Pat Benatar, probably like Because I think they limit it to five, right? But we can just pick who we think is worthy, right? So, so if they have more than, let's say, ten, they're deserving, right? So Pat Benatar has more than ten. Dude, get the greatest hits. I'm telling you right uh, now. Now I will not argue with you anymore. That you used she to has, say Joan Jett. Oh, I, I was going to say I won't make that claim anymore. I don't think Joan Jett has more than Pat Benatar, but Pat Benatar has about eight. So is Pat Benatar Hall of Fame worthy? I say yes. Okay. I'm on the fence, man. I think the only reason Pat Benatar is there is because she's female. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So they're trying to reach their female I, quota. I I, I think. I, I seriously believe. Yeah, that, I would, I would that say she's there because she's female. So this is a Title Nine. Well, I gotta say, situation. Bob Junior may be right. Really? Yeah. Eight sounds reasonable, does it not? It, it doesn't only sound reasonable. I'm looking at the songs; it kind of looks reasonable. Okay. Count them off. So, Gary, what do you think? And I'm not trying to put down women rockers. I'm just saying I think that's why she's there. All right. Yeah. So I, our I, known I, female I mean, haters stop too late. It's not because sometimes it's more than just. 
because she's female, because when she was big, she was huge. But did she influence other bands? Did she, like, maybe the most influential thing that I remember about Pat Benatar. I know where this is going. I know know exactly where this is going. How many are there? How many Pat Benatars are there at Ridgemont? Ridgemont. Well, that girl looks just like Pat Benatar. I know. Wait. There are three girls here at Ridgemont who have cultivated the Pat Benatar look. That's one place you could have gone. I also thought you were going to go fake Steinbrenner. Heartbreaker! No. Dreammaker! Heartbreaker! Dreammaker! If Kim Daniel was here, that's where we would have gone. Okay. But no, no, no. So to say I don't know that she belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I remember because, you know, I was like 10, 11, 12 years old when she was yeah. really big. I remember Pat Benatar. I remember four or five of her songs really well. I think she probably has, like Junior said, maybe about eight that were good hits. She was enough of a star that she was included in pop culture by being put into a movie like that. Yeah. But a Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, not, her... not the way I see the Hall of Fame, but I, every year they put people in that I disagree right, exactly. with. Right, so, yeah. so I would have voted yes, but it's not enough for an example. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't okay. She had about a 10-year run, right? Yeah. yeah. So there was no staying power either where she extended past her okay. original... I mean, career. Scott's right. It's her being a woman along with that body of work. If, mm-hmm. if it was a guy... Somebody said that she was the. Somebody, I think it was Danny on the ticket that said she was basically the female Eddie Money. It may have been. So it's like, <laughs> no, she, has, she has more than Eddie Money, but all right, he's got more than. All right, so Dave so Matthew Band. No, Chris Chris would vote yes. I'm back, you MFers. Uh, <laughs> he's okay. I just signed the Sim Fighters account. All right, Sim Fighters. All right. There goes Chris Chris. I'm going to say no on Dave Matthews. Here, I'll drop a name. I was talking to Reiner last weekend. Oh, Oh, Reiner was dead. (laughs) I was talking to Mike last weekend. We were talking over the table. Oh, now he was talking to Mike. (laughs) Mike Reiner. Anyway, and we were talking cover songs. I I heard that they talked about cover songs on... on Yeah, yeah, Corby had his top five. Yeah, that's... They got it from me. Thank you. Anyway, uh, (laughs) wow, you gave him the. I I gave Mike the idea. Okay, so we were talking. Showrunner Scott. We were talking cover songs at lunch one day. That's one day because there were multiple lunches this Friday. Anyway, and we were talking about. uh, This will all be part of Scott's bragging montage. What was our? You know, I was five uh, cover songs that I'm going to be using for my next vinyl party, and I said, you know, the first one you come up with, I think everybody comes up with, is all on the Watchtower. By Hendrix. Yeah, that's everybody's. That's the gold standard. Yes, that's the gold standard. That, that. and you really got me. Well, like, that's about half of Led Zeppelin's catalog. Yes. Yeah, and but he came up. And he said <laughs> and he just he leaned across the table in the way that he does, and he says, "You need to listen to Dave Matthews' version of up." I was really, and so I went and I listened to stellar, spectacular wow. version. But yes, as a live artist, I've heard heard him do live stuff. Amazing! I wouldn't say his catalog is amazing. He's got like maybe five. What was his version? Was like all along the watchtower. (laughs) (laughs) What the Chris Chris music? You have to go listen to. Okay. Is anyone voting for Dave? 
No, no. although I love Ants Marching, but I mean, okay. I can't vote yes on that. Depeche Mode. Yes! Exemption if I have to. All of my friends <laughs> in my vinyl party group, you know how I feel about Depeche Mode. They don't belong anywhere. No, they're greatness. The they Gen X Baby will stop agree with me. 100%. I'm sorry. They're, that band and every one of the ones that sounded like them during that era. <laughs> I mean, the cure is a little bit turns. further down. They're, they were, they're pretty much They the were same. very influential in that area. Their biggest song ever sounds like a joke. What personal, personal Jesus? Yes, personal Jesus sounds like a joke song. Like, I'm just goofing around. I'm like, hey, it's my own personal Jesus. Uh-huh. Reach out and touch me. Reach out and touch me. Reach out and touch me. So we got one vote. I think Bob would would agree with you. I would agree with Junior, but I'm not strong enough on it that I'm going to, like, demand. So I recognize the name, and because Glenn Campbell covered Personal Jesus, I'm going to give him a yes. Yay! You're one of those weak. Hey, I I say this a lot, but this is really true. You're putting the Hall of Fame because you like the Glenn Campbell. (laughs) And I'm knowing that Junior will owe me one one day. That's what I'm going There's going to be some Springsteen yeah. support. Yes, yes, yes exactly. We cash in later. Doobie Brothers. But still, there is consistency. And the Doobie Brothers is overdue. Yes. Yeah, they should have been in a long time. Whitney Houston. Yes, she's got like twenty number one. Hits. So here's where you run into some Huh? I think they both said no. Is, said no, no. is this a rock and roll hall of fame or is this a pop well, hit see, rock or fame? Music. I think right. that may be the only question there because yes. I mean I'm not a Whitney Houston fan, right? But I'm not going to be a fan of a lot of people that go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she's got numbers, man. Yeah, yeah. I will agree. The numbers-wise... Yeah, the only good. reason I would say is if I'm trying to be, you know, Purist. a jackass and say... It's uh, not Rock and Roll, like, but... We'll come up with Janet Jackson. You know, like, oh, really, is that necessarily Rock and Roll, or is that more... But then you're not putting Michael beat. Jackson in Right, yeah. They, they should really rename it to the Music, music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Whitney Houston, yeah. let's face it. You could go into any Holiday Inn lounge on the West Coast 
and hear someone that sings as good as Whitney Houston. Ooh, I'm going to tap the break on this. Man, if you look at the amount of hits, number one singles she had. Yeah. And I heard Adam mind. Sandler sing one of her songs one time, and it was nowhere near as good as <laughs> Yeah. And I Judas Priest. Yes. yes. Producer belongs in the hall. <laughs> They're very influential. I will just say that. They I, are. I gave, I gave away. I won't fight that hard, They're, but I will say okay. that then you if you look at their songs and see hear some of the beat and compositions of their songs, you'll recognize it from other songs that were made later. Well, and, then if, and if you wonder that, then you have to put the, the, the guys that created the Amen drop in the Hall of Fame. Do you know what the Almond Drop is? No. The Almond Drop is the most sampled piece of music in history. Done by a band in the 50s, and it's like a little six or seven second long drum beat. Can you recreate it? I can't recreate it, no, because <laughs> it, is, it is really, it, it's pretty spastic. Okay. But it's the most sampled piece in music history. All right, so Kraftwerk, unfortunately, MC5. Is, I don't even know what that no, is. No, Motor City 5, Kick Out the Jams was their big hit. They had one they, song. Yeah, no, no okay. I wouldn't. I love the guys, but yeah, one. Yeah. Motorhead? Influential as well. Hey. Okay, so who was the lead singer of Motorhead? Let me. Let me okay, so how in the world do you know that if they weren't all over everything? I'm not saying that they don't have a recognizable lead singer, but how many big hits did they have? I mean, Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. I know. That's, again, I love Ace of Spades. It's one of my favorite songs, but I don't really know anything outside of that from them. So, so what are their Gary, other big yes, hits? Gary. 
I'm yes on Motorhead. I'm yes, yeah, on, I'm Motorhead. yes on Motorhead. All right, so I, that's... I, I would give Motorhead I, just I, I, Let me just say this. I would put Kraftwerk in before I put Motorhead Ooh. in. And that, with that, we're taking <laughs> Junior's microphone. And, and Depeche Mode. And nine Inch Nails. To not only not no. be part of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no on Nine Inch Nails. No, I would say absolutely now, yes. Now, this is where when Junior talks about things that get sampled um, and influences and things like that, the stuff that Trent Reznor did and Nine Inch Nails did, at the time, it was so much different. You know, than it was ahead of their time. Ground they were. And, and they they started like that revolution, all this all of a sudden this industrial rock with all this yeah. other, these other sounds in it became very popular. And I remember the first time I heard Closer and thought, what the hell is that? And I started buying not only I, mean, has, I bought all the stuff that I could get a hold of that was their stuff and stuff like one it. of the best lines of all time too. I want to f you like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a solid video too. Yes. Help me get away from myself. I want to f you like an animal. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails has and at then, least ten, at yeah, least ten solid. So I would, for, I mean, from that perspective, I would probably put them in, but I think it's just going to be being used. I mean, they're borderline. They gave us the absolute amazing Johnny Cash hurt, 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 hurt. hurt. Plus, which they also unleashed the crime against humanity, Old Town Road. They were responsible for the sample. There, there was part of that song that's a sample of Nine Inch Nails. But you know, yeah. also. Trent Reznor won an Academy Award for the Facebook movie soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah. So it shows his and diversity. he's doing the music on the Watchmen TV show, too. Oh, so he has which a lot is of, great. He has okay, a lot of that, genius. I'm just saying alone, the Glenn Campbell got me in, the Johnny <laughs> Cash, Cash, that yeah. is... So, okay. are we saying yes on Nine Inch Nails? Yes, we are. Yay. Yeah, Notorious B.I.G. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. You gotta come up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Why? Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. Baby. Okay, I'm gonna be the lone yes here. Not Notorious, necessarily. Notorious B.I.G. probably has like 10 solid hits, but they're all rap songs. I mean, it's so. a huge rap. But how influential. See, I don't know the songs, but I know the name. And I assume he is a big a influence yes. and on down the road. He's so, like, who was Grego's favorite rapper? Puff, Puff Daddy. Daddy. Puff Daddy. Where did he come from? He came. He was one of the acts under Puff Daddy when Puff Daddy was a producer. Okay, right. And he produced a lot of his songs. Um, and Notorious B.I.G. is kind of like Tupac in that because he died young. Okay. His legend supersedes all of his music. And, well, didn't kind of like there Kurt was Cobain. also Lil Kim, and there were a lot of other acts that were associated with him that went on to become very big, and they did it off the fact that the record label with him on it became yeah. so big that a lot of other acts that See, were associated I'm, with him got big. I'm not a fan necessarily of a lot of you know rap music or 
But I, I recognize the greatness of that genre for other people and his influence. So yeah. I would vote yes. Was it Notorious B.I.G. who killed Tupac? Or was it a... Tupac who killed Notorious B.I.G.? Notorious B.I.G. died last. So. Neither one of them <laughs> killed each other. But <laughs> the, if, if you think all of that stuff is supposed to be true, they were killed because of each other. Should and, night, right? And I, he probably orchestrated a lot was she, of that Was she Nancy Gribble's favorite rapper? Should night? What does that mean? Shug. See ya, Shug. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. And I actually would make the argument, because of the influence, that should be one of the top vote-getters when they go, because of the significance. I would say yes. I mean, you know, anytime that you've got one of the artists that dies young and tragic... And they turn around and make a movie about it. If they make a movie about it, they were big enough. They wouldn't do that if they didn't think that a lot of people right. were going to buy those tickets. Absolutely. And people bought those tickets and watched that movie because there was a movie. it was huge. There was a movie. Yeah. And there it was the theater release. There were actually a couple, and he it's because he was huge. He's a huge star. Rufus featuring Chucka Khan. Chucka Khan. <laughs> Huge hit. That was a huge song, but mm-hmm. Captain, like, and it's on the Captain and Camille's playlist. I like Shaka Khan, but they don't have enough big hits. Tell me something. Yeah, good. I like that. Tell me something. Yeah, I like. I like Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, but that was not. Tell, that was not Rufus. Yeah, yeah I, I'm kind I, of. I don't give enough to Rufus. And Shaka. Okay. All right, so I think I'm the only one who's going to vote for Todd Rundgren. No, no. Going to be. I will use my exemption on that. I will I vote for to. Todd Rundgren. Hello, it's me. Hello, it's me. I've thought about us for a long, long time. Lots of huge hits. Lots wow. of hits. There's to me, so Todd things. Rundgren has like three really good songs, but what, bang I, on the drum all bang day. on the drum all day. Hello, it's me. <laughs> beep, beep, but I I recognize that other people think he's genius, so I will defer. Yeah, yeah that sequel to the Lita Ford song. What was that? Open Kiss me eyes. once. <laughs> Soundgarden. Now we did a how many on Soundgarden when uh, Chris Cornell died, and we said he had like ten. Yeah, I have to say yes on Soundgarden. I mean, only because okay. So there was a lot of people that believe that the real the grunge, that all that grunge actually really kind of started in Austin. 
Okay. But if you go by what everybody says with it starting in Seattle, and there were a few bands that were really responsible for it, and Soundgarden was right in the middle. Yeah. So them, Nirvana, again, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam's, Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. They started that whole thing that spawned a, a completely different kind of music. For all of them, and I'll say honestly, they're my favorite. I like them better than Nirvana. I thought mm-hmm. they were fantastic, and Cornell's voice is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would count sound. Better. Okay. T Rex. No. Is that Mark Bolin? Yes. yes. As okay. much as, as Bang a Gone? I I, yes. I really, really like T Rex and their their flame out and burnout. Yeah. You know, as much as I really enjoyed it, I just don't think they had enough. Okay. Uh, to me, they're, they're, they're now, a one-hit wonder in, to me. In, yeah. Well, they're, they're, there's more than you would realize. Okay, but, but let me, I'll say this. I just Googled it because I wasn't sure about that. It came up with 14 songs, like, total that it wanted me to see. Like, usually uh, there's a couple of pages and I have to oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I don't recognize, right. but there's pages. There's 14 songs that T- show T-Rex up. is more of an influence than a, like, the whole glam rock thing. Yeah. That was more of an influence than, okay. than an actual hit. Then Lizzie. The boys are back in town, the boys are back in town. That, them and T-Rex are like the same. No. That's in the my, hardest one estimation. on this list for me to decide. They're like right, right on the fence, but I'd say no. Okay. I, I'm going to give them a yes. How many, how many hits? Yes, yes I give them a yes. Oh, this is really kind of... Cowboys boys are back in town. The biggest problem with that is that during their heyday, I was three, four, or five years old. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. some of my. It's not, a, it's not an excuse because I know Beatles songs right, and right, all yeah, kinds yeah. of other stuff that are before my time. Yeah. It's just that when people say, "Ooh, the Beatles," "Ooh, this," "Ooh, that," "Ooh, Led Zeppelin," it wasn't. Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy, The Boys Are Back in Town is on that seat, the cowboy CD that Chris has to listen to before we're getting. Chan Incredibly influential as far as the three man, the double big guitar, guitar, double guitar, big time, time rock, rock and roll, the guitarist that went through the band. So we say yes. yes. Oh, yes. I'm saying yes. I, Anyone I'm, else? I'm saying no. I'm um, very close to yes, but just. Not well, I guess that, what did you say? I You're not really familiar yeah, yeah, with Yeah, I know the one song. You, see, so. that you and I are both in the same boat then, because, yeah. so that makes it kind of two-on-one, unless we yeah. say a hard no. Yeah, and I, Scott, do you feel so passionate that you would use an exemption? To I would use an exemption. All right, fair, fair enough. In, All right, so we said of this list, Depeche Mode, Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Judas Priest, Motorhead, Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G., Todd Rundgren, Soundgarden, Thin Lizzy. I think only wow. five can only make it. five are going to go. So, I bet uh, you... Doobie, Whitney... I think Doobie Judas. will not make the cut. This time? 
this okay. time. And have they been on this? I, I bet that's my question. I bet they BIG makes it. Yeah, I would think. I think so too. Yeah. And you know what? I bet you Motorhead doesn't make it. Do you think yeah. Soundgarden will make it? Yes. So I think yeah, I think anytime you have somebody that's died, died recently, yeah. recently, they get the sympathy vote. We'll see. That's Motorhead. I mean, hell, the whole. Band oh yeah, Lemmy. Oh yeah. Too. You know what? I forgot. He's not alive anymore. Yeah, the whole band's dead. Actually, I mean, all those guys have died. Motor dead. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll have to see. We'll have to see that. Um, we'll wait and see. Uh, good stuff. All right. So I am Jesse Jackson. You can find me at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. Uh, Bob on Twitter and lukewarm tall boy. That must be a good story. Yes. Scott underscore Matula at the Twitter. Travel underscore cowboy on Twitter. Metskin underscore junior. Don't forget you can email us how many podcasts at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on the YouTube channel. Lots of ways to reach us. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please download, tell your friends, and we will talk to you soon. And now, here are the 2020 inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Depeche Mode. The Doobie Brothers. Whitney Houston. Nine Inch Nails. The Notorious B.I.G. And T-Rex. Congratulations to our newest inductees and welcome to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.